0: Hello, I am Heidi, and welcome to Heidi's Lemonade Stand, where we talk to real people and share true stories of overcoming life's challenges. We are taking life's lemons and making lemonade. Thank you for joining me. Hi, Bob. Welcome to Heidi's Lemonade Stand. I'm so looking forward to talking to you and getting to know you and hearing your story. So start out by telling me a couple of things about yourself.
1: Yeah. Uh, so in terms of unique things, one of the things that I think people always scratch their head and be like, what is uh, I about four years ago started using an alternative keyboard layout called Dvorak um, and people are always like, what? And so when my wife comes and sits down with the keyboard, all the keys are laid out differently. <laughs> And so uh, the reason I did this is because I realized that the QWERTY keyboard that we're all used to, the layout of those keys, Q, W, E, R, T, Y, whatever, um, wasn't designed to type on originally, which is fascinating. Um, And so as a result, we type on it and we're putting all kinds of undue strain on our wrists and things. And obviously for people like me who are on a keyboard all day long, that adds up um, to carpal tunnel or whatever. And so... The Dvorak um, layout is much more efficient and better for your wrists. And so I figured if I'm going to type for the rest of my life, I might as well do something a little better for them. So first weird thing about me.
0: That's great. So where do you get a keyboard like that?
1: So you can use any keyboard, actually. Okay. It's like because almost every computer, you can go flip a switch and it'll change it just up in the nav bar and it'll just change the keys. And so then I just put different stickers on them showing which the, oh, the Q is moved over here, the T is moved over here whatever stuff like that
0: nice. oh that's great my little uh, four-year-old grandson is just learning to kind of use an ipad and, a, and a laptop and stuff and he's decided yes. when he's older he's going to make it in alphabetical order because it doesn't make <sighs> any sense the way it is laid out right now <laughs> so there you go Yeah. for you whatever you want to do fair point <laughs> yeah you know right that's awesome okay what else
1: uh, I won uh, a best bagger competition as a 17 year old, um, and so it was funny. I accidentally won. Like our, I worked at a grocery store bagging groceries, and our boss came in one day and said, "Hey, we're having a bagging competition store wide." I'm like, "Oh, I don't really care about that." And He's like, "Well, you win a hundred dollars if you win," <laughs> and so I'm like, "Okay, I'm interested." And uh, so then I just went in there and threw everything in the bags as fast as I could, and I ended up winning. <laughs> hundred dollars from that i'm like this is great and he's like all right well now you can go company wide and compete and we'll give you all this time um that you don't have to work and you can just practice in the back room practice begging <laughs> and so i'm like all right that's good too and so i went and did that and ended up coming up in third place in that one um which i'm bummed because if i would have won that then i would have gone to like the state championship or something but anyway so i have a trophy um, somewhere around here it's a bag so i can bag groceries well i got that going for me
0: I love that. I think it's hilarious that they have you not work so you can go practice bagging. So don't bag, you know, don't do your job. Yeah. Just go in the back room and practice doing your job. That's hilarious. Yep. That's
1: exactly what it was. That's yep. so
0: great. Great bragging rights now. So that's great. Yep. <laughs> Let's get to your lemon to lemonade story. So take me back and tell me what happened.
1: So I would say, for me, the moment everything kind of came to a head is uh, let's go back to I was 20 years old, you know um, and so this is probably about 20 years ago now. And I was living in a town called Sarasota, Florida. I live in Nashville, Tennessee now, grew up in St. Louis, Missouri. And so I was living in um, yeah Sarasota just on a sabbatical, just um, kind of took a year off of college, went down there. and uh, I found myself at kind of my breaking point when I was driving my car down the road. And I was kind of like in some ways living like the Instagrammer's dream before Instagram, because I was living in a beach town I had a convertible. It was Friday and it was 75 and sunny. My friends were coming down the next day to celebrate my 21st birthday. Uh, like everything was going right or so it seemed. And, um, and so my car breaks down in the middle of the road, breaks down so fast, I can't even like drive it over to the side. And there's a baseball game, a minor league baseball game being about to start, like just within 100 yards of me. So all these cars are driving by, everybody's staring at me in my broken down car. Meanwhile, I'm, I'm turning the key. Just, yeah, you know, I don't know much, much about cars. I'm like, I'll keep trying to turn it, see if it, it'll go. And it just isn't. And so then I finally realized, all right, I need to get out and push this thing to the side of the road. So I'm doing the grab the steering wheel, push the door, like trying to push it to the side of the road, which is not easy for anybody who's um, not tried that before. And so I finally get it pulled over to the side of the road. I pull, sit inside this car and I start thinking about the next three and four hours and I realize I'm kind of in trouble here. I just picked up my paycheck and I was on my way to the bank to cash it to take to my landlord to pay my rent that was due that day. And I realized, all right, my car is not working. How am I going to pull this off? And if I don't get to pay my rent in the next three hours, she's going to tack on a $50 late fee. And my paycheck was so small that I didn't have the extra $50. I only had $7 in my bank account. My credit card was nearly maxed out. And I'm just like having this like, moment where i'm kind of freaking out like just trying to figure out how am i ever going to get this car towed and fixed and like get all this stuff done in the next few hours it, anyway that was kind of where it all came to the head where i realized finally that i didn't know what i didn't know about money and that i was actually a financial mess even though i would have told you the day before that oh yeah i got this money thing down i'm good you know and so for me, that just led to this moment in that car where I, I cried out to God. I'm like, I need help. Like, if you have a better plan, like, I want to hear it because my plan isn't worked. Like, this is the fruit of my plan. And uh, and that was kind of where my journey began. Like, that was kind of my moment of having a lot of lemons. And um, yeah, I'm starting there.
0: Yeah, that's a good start. So what happened while you were sitting in your car? Did anything change right away?
1: I ended up um, going and... We we're finding a payphone phone calling like some tow company and they ended up towing me. And then I ended up getting this repair place. Um, and the the guy charged me like I think I had two hundred and eighty-three dollars left of available credit on my credit card before it was completely maxed out. And the repair was like two hundred and fifty or something. Like it was just like perfectly nestled in there. So I got it repaired and he did it pretty quick. And anyway, so it all ended up working out and I'm getting back to the position, but still like It worked out, but it was such a moment for me where it's like, all right, this just has to change. Even though this worked out, like something in my life has to change. I don't want to live like this anymore. Like I want to be more stable financially. I want to be moving forward instead of backwards, you know, and just not have to deal with stuff like this. Um, So, yeah, so that's kind of where I was at that point.
0: Yeah, it seems like that would be overwhelming to have that experience and want to change, but you're used to doing what you're doing. So how do you know how to do anything different? You got to just yeah. try it. So, wh- how how did you figure that out? How did you navigate the next steps of changing?
1: Honestly, it was uh, uh, the humility to admit that I didn't know everything I thought I knew, and so and that's such a powerful thing because when we think we know something, we're not open to learning about it. And so, I thought like I had worked at a bank for years, and people came to me, and just thought I knew everything about money. You know and and i thought that too and and so because of that i guess arrogance it like creates a wall to where you're not open to learning once i kind of laid that down and humbled myself to be open to learning like then it actually became kind of easy and so i just started reading every book i could get my hands on and i was fascinated to find out that the bible actually had to say something about money too which was crazy to me it's like it still had timely you know information valuable information for me today. Um, and so reading magazines, books, just everything I get my hands on, um, that's kind of where the journey began as I began understanding, okay, money is a little bit different than I thought. It works different than I thought. And there's just really a lot of different things that I've been doing wrong that I didn't realize I was doing wrong. And um, and so, yeah, that's where it all kind of went to.
0: Okay. So as you're learning, this is a process. What did you do? So what was your lemonade after after learning all this? What do you do now?
1: That journey uh, of me kind of improving my finances over the next year or two led me to start, you know, we're starting to make some financial progress, starting to move forward and feeling like, okay, some things are going right, finally. It's just great. feel like I have some forward momentum. And somewhere in that journey, I remember talking to a friend and just saying, you know what, I just wanna kind of like write an article about money. And just share what I'm learning and like upload that to a website each day. And this is in 2006 or seven, somewhere. And he's like, oh, that's a blog. And I'm like, what's a blog? I don't know what a blog is. Tell me what a blog is. And he explains, oh, that's what a blog is. You just post something each day. Everything. I'm like, okay, great. Well, that's where I want to start. I want to start one of those. And so, uh, so yeah, so early 2007, I started my first blog and I was just sharing what I was learning about money, uh, sharing really the mistakes I was making, what I was coming out of and that uh, since, you know, from that point, you know, a year and a half later ended up turning into a full-time income for me. Uh, and then from that point, just continued to grow. And, you know, we've added, we created a podcast, written a couple of books, created courses. So it's just evolved out of a blog to any and all kind of digital media that we can share helping other people, you know, improve their financial life
0: goodness that is perfect lemon to lemonade to take something yeah. that was a struggle for you because you can relate to people that are in yeah. that same situation it's not like you had it easy your whole life and you're like oh just save or just just take one debt and pay it down yeah. and do another debt like you had to do it you had to yeah. figure it out well
1: and I think I just add so much more value and weight to it because there's yeah, so many people talking theory who haven't actually lived it you know and it's Theory is different, you know, it's not the same. Like when you have that personal experience and you can relate and connect it, yeah, it carries so much more weight, you know.
0: Yeah, that's exactly why I do this and get people's interviews because I feel like there's a reason why people do what they do. And usually yeah. it's because of an experience and they have a passion or they have a knowledge about something that they didn't have before and they wanna share it. And that's what yeah. you're doing.
1: Yeah. So, so what would
0: you, what do you tell people? What's your cup of sugar for your lemonade?
1: The thing that i'm always encouraging people to do is to just take an honest look at their financial lives like it's because it is i think we all know it's important but we also kind of want to just not talk about money because it's easier to not talk about money and it's not fun to talk about money and so it's one of the things my wife and i have done we've gotten better and better at with the years is how do we make this thing that the people don't want to do how do we make it fun how do we make it enjoyable And so I think so many of us too might have spouses who we're just not on the same page about money. We don't talk about money because every time we do, it turns into a fight. And so for us, like we dealt with some of that and, you know, and we're very, very different financially. But one of the things that we found is just getting in unity about money is just really, really important. And so for us, uh, that meant really, how can I make it fun for her? How can I make this enjoyable for her? uh and so like what that looks like for us oftentimes is when we're going to talk about some um financial goals or even looking at our budget or whatever stuff like that it's like all right how can we make this a really fun night and so maybe that means we're going to dinner at a really nice restaurant that we enjoy (laughs) going to um just to make the financial conversation more enjoyable or for linda maybe it's just ice cream and a cup of tea you know and like let's enhance this experience and just make it a little richer and more fun and so that has been something that has helped us kind of navigate through all that um i don't know just better you know what i mean
0: yeah yeah i love that one it's almost something you're not you're not dreading you're looking forward to it <laughs> so yeah you're giving yeah. yourself a treat to be able to have that conversation that's a good plan
1: yeah it just makes it so much better yeah yeah i mean so this is uh like a little bit of a practical thing but i'll just throw it out because i think it'll be helpful for people one thing that i'm always encouraging people to do is to actually pay attention to what's going on with your money, like pay attention to your spending, pay attention to where it's going. And you can use an app like mint.com or PersonalCapital.com to do this. And the reason this is important is because if you're not paying attention, then you can't spot the trouble spots. Okay. And so I was just talking to somebody earlier today about this. It's like, well, I don't really want to spot the trouble spots because then I feel like I'm doing something wrong or whatever. And the fact is, is that, um, so we were coaching this couple, uh, a few months back, and they were in a situation where they were having to almost move out of their house because their finances are so tight. And they're like, I think we need to downgrade our house and move out, you know, because, and then they were kind of coming to us as like a last ditch effort, you know, to see if this money guy can help in any way type of thing. And, uh, and I remember talking to them, and I know, you know, just from doing what I do, that a lot of people spend a lot of money on food, and that's like a big trouble spot for a lot of people. And so they, I asked them, like, how much do you guys spend eating out? And they're like, $200, $200 a month. That's pretty much all we spend eating out. And I said, okay, great. We'll do this exercise. Go download personal capital, put your information in there and actually see exactly where you've spent your money for the last three months. Like, let's get actual numbers and let's see what's going on. So they do this, come back to them two weeks later. And I said, how's it going? Like, what did you find? It's like, well, you're not going to believe this, but last month we actually spent $800 eating out. And I said, okay, all right. So now, like what's what's important or what's powerful about that is they can now make that decision. It's like, we don't have to move out of our house. Like we just need to not eat out $800 a month. Like if we just shave that back, cut that in half and free up that $400, now we can pay our rent each month. You know, Or if we just really like eating out, then we can move. You know what I mean? But the point is they have more options now because they're armed with that information. So it's such a powerful thing. And I find that so many people just... In this era of 21st century money of Venmo and credit cards and whatever, blah, 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 all the different stuff. It's so much more complicated than it was, you know, when our parents or grandparents were doing money and it was just cash in a checkbook, you know, it's just a lot more complicated. And so it's more important for us to be paying attention and know what's going on so we can identify those problem spots and decide if we want to fix them or not, you know.
0: I think that's really great to help people take a look at their spending because where it is all online, it's not very often that we even notice or check, you know, it's like money comes and goes out of our accounts and we're just kind of where we're at and we don't think about it. I know with me, it's like when I'm going to buy my house or something and they want like the mortgage, the mortgage company or the lender wants wants a, a bank statement, you know, and so you're like, okay, I'll print this out. And then as you print it out, you're like. Wow, we ate out a lot. Wow, we spent, you know, a lot at <laughs> this place or that place. It was like, I didn't realize, you know, because you I think it's one of those things that's so easy when it's a day at a time and it's a little bite at a time. And then when you have to look yeah. back to the last 30 days, you're like, that was a lot of little bites. You yes. know? like, well, you did not yep. need to spend that much. So it is an eye opener. I think it's a great idea to just look at your bank statements, look at your spending yeah. and like you said, have the app that you can put it into to just really track what you're doing. And I was yeah. thinking these people with their house, like they could use their house, they could use their kitchen and make food and, and yeah. then be able to stay in their home. But I yeah. like how you also suggest, yeah. or you can move. If eating out that much is that important to you, then get yeah. a different house. Like you don't have to n- not eat out ever
1: again. Yeah. So it's yeah. A great no, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not one of those people who like is yelling at people for buying coffee or avocado toast. It's like, right. you know, you do what you want. Like you spend your money according to your values on what's important to you. But I think it's just important that we all are making that decision ourselves instead of someone else making it for us. You know, and and that's what happens when we're not paying attention to like how we're spending our money. It's like you said, it's like we're just doing little things over and over again. Mm-hmm. And that's why there's so much power in paying attention yeah. because you know, like, I mean, I don't know if you've been to like a nutritionist where they say, write down everything you eat. (laughs) And as soon as you do, like you just start eating better just because you're writing it down because you're paying attention to what's happening. And like, I've had that experience. And so anyway, it's the same way with our money. It's like, once we start paying attention, you find like, whoa, I spent less money. I didn't even try to, but it's just because we're paying attention, you know?
0: yeah it's funny you brought up the nutritionist because that's exactly what i was thinking i was like i only eat out like once a week saturday night date night or something you know and yeah. then you start like looking oh except for this day i went out with my daughter or that day i went out with my best friend or that night we got pizza or the you know with. Yeah. it was like oh that's not just once a week that we eat out <laughs> it's, i know it's a lot more and so even on your nutritional side where you're trying to kind of track what you eat it is amazing when you're just yeah like, no, I only eat out once a week. And then you start writing it down you're like, oh, like every day I eat out. <laughs> so.
1: Yeah, we're good at fooling ourselves. Yes, That's what we it, or we're, we're short-term memory. That's really what it is, you know.
0: Hey, we want to keep doing what we're doing and not really notice it. So I love how you're shining yeah. the light on that. And it's so basic, but it's the number yeah. one money problem thing, yeah. I think, is what we spend on yeah. produce, or eating yeah. out, especially. No, I've yeah. definitely
1: found that, yeah. I would just say, you know, just kind of adding to that, is that, you know, our big mission is like we help people with money so that they can impact the world around them. It's not just so you can, you know, build up the biggest bank and buy 3 yachts and 4 Lambos and <laughs> brag about them to your friends, but but like we view money management, you know, as an act of worship and as an act of uh we can do this like we can earn more and we can reduce our expenses and pay attention to our spending so that we have more money that we can give and impact the world around us and so that's our big motivator and so for anybody who that resonates with i think that's a question to ask yourself like how much more impact could i make if i were doing some of these things if i were taking some of these steps and um for us that was a lot of fuel for our fire yeah
0: how do you think you came to that purpose or that mission statement
1: kind of was something hardwired in us just who we were created to be i mean to some extent but but i think the other part of that is that we just started having fun with it you know like um i remember one instance when we first moved here to franklin tennessee or when we were visiting here to decide if we were gonna move here we stayed in a hotel one night went we we're checking out or getting ready to check out of the hotel the hotel room and i remember i was gonna leave a tip on the pillow for the housekeeper and I went in my wallet and all I had was a $20 bill. I'm like, eh, it feels like a lot for one night, you know, but I'm like, yeah, I'll just do it. And so I threw it on the pillow and walked out of the room, just didn't think anything of it as I'm walking in housekeeper walks in. So we walked down the aisle, pressing the button on the elevator to go downstairs. And I hear these steps and she's running down the hallway, jumping up and down in tears, like just so thankful for this $20 that we just left her as a tip. And I remember thinking, you know, like talking to Linda, my wife on the way down, um, be like, we could have blown that $20 so easily on so many things, like one random Starbucks visit or, you know, any number of things like we'd have blown that so easily. But that $20 like impacted her so deeply, like that meant so much to her. And so from that point, like I've just been thinking about like every $20 bill I have, like there's an opportunity to impact someone's life to that degree just with a $20 bill and I can waste it or I can do that. And that just kind of reframed my thinking a bit, you know? Yeah.
0: That is a beautiful thing. What a gift. What an, what an amazing moment to be able to see that and recognize that as such an important thing that you're like, that's what I want. I want more of that. And I want to help other people be able to do that that's amazing yeah exactly
1: that's it i love
0: that well i love what you're doing that is a beautiful thing keep it up this is great it's a great gift thank you're you. giving to people to be able to help them be able to get to that same place
1: that's yeah great. thank you so much thank you
0: I have enjoyed spending this time with you. You might have a friend struggling with the same thing that we talked about in this episode that might enjoy listening to this too. So please share this episode because no one is alone at the lemonade stand.